Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. I'm your host, Dave Bookbinder, Senior Director at Pine Hill Group. This is the show where we dig a little bit deeper to understand what really matters most in business. Today, we're talking about making a first impression and making a lasting impression, all about executive presence. And I'm pleased to welcome my guest today, Brian Lipstein, who is the President and CEO of Henry A. Davidson, Master Tailors and Image Consultants. Welcome to Behind the Numbers, Brian. Thanks for having me, Dave. Sure. Real quick, tell the audience a little bit about who you are and, and Henry A. Davidson. Sure. So um, I grew up outside of Philadelphia in the town of Malvern, went to Great Valley High School and uh, came into Philadelphia to go and do my undergrad at the University of Pennsylvania. Before I graduated, I had an experience of having my first suit custom tailored by a third generation master tailor. And going through that experience uh, really opened my eyes as to how much detail goes into clothing that most people don't talk about. Um, it's an area that really I struggled with in terms of understanding the investment of clothing, understanding uh, really kind of how to put it all together uh, in terms of colors and patterns and what to wear in, in what situations. And from what I learned from the tailor, like I said, it opened my eyes and um, really kind of gave me this insight to there's a whole new experience we need to provide for men uh, and the way that they shop. The tailor was great at teaching me the technical side of it, but he couldn't guide me through really the advice and the styling side. And through that, I started doing some research on my own and found the whole discipline of image consulting and uh, really came up with this concept of trying to pair uh, a different experience of satisfying the wardrobe with a very high touch, hands-on guiding uh, experience for the, the men so that they had an understanding and an appreciation for what they were purchasing and knowing that they were purchasing uh, with confidence the right thing for their image. And, and when was this? When did you have this aha moment that this is what you wanted to do? So this was back in 2005. Uh, I was a senior at the University of Pennsylvania um, and I had some assistance in starting the business from the school. Uh, the Wharton School has uh, what they call their Venture Initiation Program. Uh, they call it VIP for short, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it gives, essentially it's an incubator and it gave me about 18 months to really develop the idea of the business and test it out before I had to make a commitment into uh, forming a space. And when the time in that program came to an end, uh, it came very clear that uh, I had something that was gonna have legs and from there we moved into our current showroom which is at 17th and Spruce in Center City. Great. So I think everybody gets a concept of what a master custom tailor is. Talk a little bit about defining what image consulting is, because I think that'll set the tone and the framework for the rest of our conversation to follow. Sure. So um, image consulting, we define as a appearance, behavior, and communication. So anything having to do with uh, what's going to leave an impression on your audience or cause somebody to judge you for the positive or the negative uh, would fall in the realm of, of personal image. And you can really think of it as personal brand. So what are you saying to somebody before you get to open your mouth? And then once you open your mouth, is it the same message or are you sending now a conflicting message? And that's really what we try to help our guys understand um, is that when they walk in a room, they're already speaking to everybody in the room and everybody in the room is already speaking to them. They may not consciously realize it, but they are forming judgments about who looks successful, who looks trustworthy, who do they want to talk to in that room, um, and they're forming a plan. You know, when you walk in a room, you're forming your plan, and you end up you know, executing that throughout the night if we're talking about a networking event uh, or a social event. Um, but in the office, you know, if you're interior to the office, it can mean something completely different. So uh, are you leading a team, and do you need to command respect from them? 
are you uh, a new associate where you need to get noticed by management and you're hoping to progress through the ranks? Um, what does that office culture look like? Uh, and how do you, again, command the respect of your peers and coworkers? Yeah, and I think it's probably worth mentioning right up front in this conversation that you do not provide custom tailoring for women, correct? That's correct. So uh, 13 years in business, in, in the first couple years, we uh, obviously were asked uh, quite frequently, do you do this for women? And we did explore, um, you know, testing a line for women. And what came out of that exploration really is that the market opportunity uh, that seems very large is actually much smaller uh, than it seems, but it's also a, a very different psychology of uh, how women shop and what women are looking for in their experience. So while it seems similar, oh, you're just tailoring clothing, uh, it's really my whole brand, my whole goal and strategy is to create a brand and everything around my brand was uh, started for and, and realized through this testing that it was purely a masculine and men's brand. So there is an opportunity for somebody to go into custom women's, but um, the way I looked at it is it needed to be its own complete separate business. And I may come back to that once I can get my first business to the point where it can stand on its own two legs without me there overseeing it every day. But I don't want to make the mistake that many entrepreneurs make, which is trying to do too much right. uh, with too little time. And I did not want to spread myself thin. I wanted to stay dedicated to uh, my first brand, get that to a point, and then possibly explore the idea of a second. That, that's great advice for any other entrepreneur that's watching this show. Stay with what you know, uh, be strong in your segment before you make any uh, moves outside the box. So Absolutely. Yeah. So, so let's unpack image and, and, and what that really means. Um, most people, when they're getting dressed in the morning, uh, they're dressing for somebody else. And what I mean by that is they're going to be giving a presentation, they're going to an event, they're meeting with a prospective client or their boss, or they're going to be talking in front of a jury. Can you talk a little bit about what goes into the psychology of dressing for that, that other person or that other thing? Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, this really is where I'll, I'll geek out a little bit over what I do and, and where my passion lies is um, helping my clients put their best selves forward. Um, and it's really uh, putting an authentic self forward. The whole way that we accomplish business together is uh, through a network of trust and through a network of liking somebody and you know, having that connection where uh, we eventually make that leap and say, yes, let's do whatever business we're talking about. Um, and so when we walk into our closet in the morning, really we have a whole toolkit at our disposal uh, that most people don't think of as a strategic business tool. Um, but based on the style that you choose to wear, based on the color that you wear, based on the pattern that you wear, people are going to react to you. So colors have an underlying psychology to them. Uh, certain colors can make people subconsciously react you know, in, with different emotion. And based on what you're trying to achieve for that day, you can think about, well, what color really should I be wearing in this situation? Same thing with pattern. As you start to add more pattern to your clothing, the focus is less on you as a whole, and the focus starts to become on that individual piece of clothing. So that can actually become a distraction where somebody's not hearing your message as clearly because their attention is drawn to something that uh, it seems out of place for the situation. So I always say dressing is situational. A suit is not always the most appropriate approach to how you get dressed for a day. You have to think about who you're meeting with. I would always say dress to the most important meeting for the day. Um, and you know, that's if you know your whole agenda for the day. Um, but somebody's reacting to you, right? So they first see your clothing, then they hear your message. Again, back to what I said earlier, are those the same message or are they different? 
when they're the same, we build that trust that's needed to get that business done. If they're conflicting, usually you'll get a reaction from your audience uh, saying, let's think about it, or let's have a second meeting, or let's have a third meeting, uh, because just something intuitively seems off to them, um, and it's maybe not specifically something you said or specifically something they picked out in your dress, but it's the alignment of those two or the misalignment of those two that's causing them hesitation. Yeah. Uh, Brian, if folks want to get in contact with, your, with you to learn more about how they can work with you, what's the best way to be contacted? Sure. So uh, email is very easy. Uh, you can email me, brian at henrydavidson.com, and the Davidson is spelled with an E, not an O. Um, or you could go to our website, www.henrydavidson.com, or give the store a call, 215-253-5905. I think we only have about two minutes or so to go in this first segment, but just want to continue this, this conversation about dressing for others. Is there a common mistake that most guys make um, as they begin to think about what to put on? So there's two mistakes I usually uh, refer to. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is wearing the color black during the day. So uh, talking about the psychology of colors, black is a very formal color. Often it's too formal for daytime business. And what people don't realize is it can put your audience on edge. So rather than pulling them in, forming that relationship with them, you can put a little bit of a wall, uh, you know, an invisible barrier between the two of you that you can get over, but it's going to take a little bit more effort to get past. Um, so that would be the, the first mistake that I see a lot of guys make. The second would be um, simply the way they button their jackets. So yeah. understanding what buttons to button and what buttons not to button uh, and how that affects the balance of the coat and, and ultimately the balance on your body uh, makes a big difference. And you know, for credibility, for those that know what to button, seeing those that don't, uh, you're immediately losing credibility with those, those that know what to do. All right, we have to tell everyone what that right rule is. It's what, always, sometimes, never. Is that so on a, on a three-button jacket, <laughs> right. if, if we're still wearing a three-button jacket, which is totally appropriate if it fits the personality, uh, the top would be sometimes, the middle would be always, the bottom would be never. Okay. The sometimes is only buttoned if the middle is buttoned. So you do the middle and the top, or the middle only. On a two-button jacket, the top button only. So never button the bottom button on any jacket. Gotcha. So in terms of leadership, executive presence, is there a general way that executive presence looks in your mind? Uh, so when we talk about executive presence, you know, I think we're going to run out of a little bit of time here. But oh, and we'll pick it up after the break. Yeah, that's a pretty deep topic of conversation. Okay. Um, it's a look, it's a feel, it's a, an air, the way you hold yourself with body posture, it's the way you, that you speak. So it's not just a look. Yeah, it's really bringing all of the details, again, leading back to appearance, behavior, and communication together and in alignment. And that's what's going to create that leadership presence that we're gotcha. looking for. And you're absolutely right. We do have to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and revisit this with Brian Lipstein. We'll be right back on Behind the Numbers. Don't go anywhere. Medicare coverage can be a very confusing and complicated process. Help is just a phone call away, 856-226-4800. As a licensed insurance agent, I'll assist you in making an informed and confident decision on a Medicare plan that meets your needs, lifestyle, and budget. Call me today for a free, no-obligation, 
Medicare Benefits Consultation, 856-226-4800. Boardwalks built for fun. Legendary rock and roll clubs. This is how we do it. Casinos by the ocean. Now that's New Jersey. 130 miles of beautiful beaches, solid rock, and everything in between. Now that's New Jersey. Burlington County College. Is now Rowan College at Burlington County. Still the same great faculty. At a community college ranked top 50 in the nation. Basically, we earn more and pay less. RCBC students are accepted at Rowan University after graduation. And get a bachelor's degree for around $30,000. Online and Mount Laurel students get a 15% Rowan University tuition discount. And at many scholarship opportunities. So you earn more and pay even less. Rowan College of Burlington County. Your path to success. They are the greatest fighting force the world has ever seen. What does it take to strengthen our service members? What does it take to let them know that we stand behind them, wherever they are? What does it take to bridge the distance and keep them connected to family, home, and country? And what does it take to prepare them for their future when their service to the nation is complete? What does it take to strengthen our service members so they can be the greatest force for good in the world? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Share a message today at force.uso.org. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do, do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes together. Choosing Medicare coverage can be a very confusing... Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, Senior Director at Pine Hill Group. Today we're talking about image consulting with Brian Lipstein, who's the President and CEO of Henry A. Davidson Custom Tailors, Master Tailors, and Image Consultants. And before the break, we were talking about executive presence, and we continued the conversation through the break. And I guess I can summarize executive presence as not necessarily a style per se, but it's about being together in whatever that fashion statement, if you will, might be. Exactly. So and like, like I was saying, it's, it's more than just look, it's uh, behavior, it's communication, it's your ability to, to write an email with proper grammar, it leads yeah. into executive presence, it's your ability to get up and, and speak in front of a room and command people's attention and respect. Uh, and part of that comes through the way you speak, the resonance in your voice, how you sound, but also how you look. Uh, and the colors you choose to wear and, and the outfit that you choose to pick for yeah. that, that occasion. So uh, it's really executive presence and executive leadership is 
you know, the ability to lead somebody, right? And you can only lead somebody if they trust you, if they believe in you, if they're connected to you, um, you know, if you really can, can get their buy-in into who you are and what you're leading for. Absolutely. And I think our production crew has some graphics that they're queuing up. So I'm looking at the monitor here to see if they're about ready to roll those. There we go. Brian, maybe you can speak to what we're watching on screen. Sure. So we do a lot of wedding work. Uh, this was a, a friend of mine. We've, we created a very special tuxedo for his wedding day. Uh, his lovely bride there you know, next to her or next to him. Um, this was a, a unique fabric where the, the shiny part of the lapel that you see there is actually the backside of the fabric of the tux. Uh, so a lot of times that will be satin. Uh, this, this material happened to be a 50% wool, 50% silk and the, the face of the fabric was a little bit more of a matte finish, but the back of the fabric had that shininess to it. Uh, so really unique, um, you know, the, the bow tie that, that he was wearing, we were able to custom design and it, it actually matched the, the braces he had on, or, on under that tuxedo. Uh, this was a, a smoking jacket we made, uh, dark red velvet with a paisley pattern, very subtle. Uh, and inside of that jacket, we may have a picture of that coming up, but uh, we did a custom lining uh, this gentleman owns a mobile cigar lounge. Uh, he bought an old air, uh, uh, old trailer and turned it into a, a mobile smoking lounge. So we have a lining for him that has all the cigar wrapper labels on it. So, um, you know, really personal touches, personal uh, customization that makes somebody own what they're wearing and really you know, adds that little extra touch for them to get excited when they put it on. Nice. Yeah. Do we have any more images? Yeah, so this, this is our showroom in Center City. Uh, you can see it's, uh, it's on the second floor, uh, a lot of color there in, in our front room. Uh, it's divided into about three different rooms. Uh, the back room is where we do our consultations. And our process really starts with a conversation, uh, which is different than most custom tailors. You'll walk into most tailor shops and the first thing they do is put a, a fabric book in front of you and say, all right, tell me what you want. Um, we want to know who you are, why you're here to see us, uh, make sure that you trust us and we trust you. Uh, and really you know, have that conversation before we even dive into anything with the clothing. But we really try to make our experience educational so that the gentlemen walk away uh, fully understanding what all of their options are, what the right options for them are, and then they start noticing the options that other people choose and start you know, having a little more insight into uh, maybe who they're, they're talking to on a daily basis. Right. Um, again, an, another wedding tuxedo that we made a uh, beautiful wedding that happened at the Logan Hotel um, last August. And uh, our clients become our friends. Uh, so, you know, this gentleman uh, I've known for quite a few years. We've made a, a few pieces for him over, the, over those years, but, you know, he really came to us and trusted us for his special day, uh, which is uh, an honor to be a part of you know, any time. That's great. And that's it for the slide reel. And that was wonderful. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. We talked about dressing for others. I want to spend a little time now about dressing for yourself. You've got some interesting perspectives on that. Absolutely. Could you share, please. Yeah, so um, when I got into image consulting, one of the things I really enjoyed about it is that it was research-based. So we're talking about scientific proven facts about line and design and color and pattern. Um, and one of the really interesting studies that was done was um, the way we dress prepares our mind for the day. Uh, and when you dress up or you dress professionally in a suit with a tie or well put together in a sport coat and a pair of slacks, you actually prepare your mind to think more creatively. So this whole idea of business casual and we're going to be comfortable and creative um, is interesting. That's artistic creative. 
but when we dress up for business, it's business creative and it's more leadership creativeness. And so we think about how we can make our, our companies better. We think about the problems we can solve uh, and we put ourselves in a stronger negotiating position. It's essentially what came out of the study. I'm really fascinated by all that because again, our wardrobe is our tool. Um, how many tools in business do we have that we have 100% control over ourselves? There's not many, um, but people don't view their wardrobe as a strategic tool, and they're leaving a lot on the table, whether it's a promotion and, and a raise uh, you know, on the business side, or uh, we deal with a lot of guys for social occasions or for the dating, dating world. Uh, maybe they're struggling you know, getting a second date or a third date or finding that girl that uh, they like and they want them to you know, like, like them back. So uh, all different occasions, but when we dress, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about dressing for the audience, I also like to you know, have my guys think that they're dressing for themselves and that they're preparing their mind and that their productivity is going to be different throughout the day. So um, often anymore businesses have business casual dress code and they define it as to what's acceptable and what's not, sometimes not very well defined. <laughs> uh, and that causes a lot of issues uh, for companies, which is a whole other topic of conversation. But um, as an employee going in and preparing yourself every day, um, I really encourage guys to look at a dress code as a minimum requirement. Um, and if you want to dress above the dress code, uh, there's really no reason that you can't. What you're doing is representing your values. And if you feel more productive um, in presenting and preparing yourself uh, in a little bit more of a professional way, that's going to show through your work. It's certainly going to stand out to management. You're probably going to be the one they tap for the promotion. Um, and uh, a lot of people don't like to do that because they get ridiculed in their office. You know, there's a social pressure of somebody saying, oh, you, where are you interviewing today? <laughs> or, oh, you got to see a client today, or whatever the case may be. Uh, that'll only last so long. So if you can get through that period, it's going to turn into, oh, I need to get dressed. I'm going to go see, you know, Johnny knows how to dress in my office, so let me go talk to Johnny for some advice. And all of a sudden, you start putting yourself in a leadership position because you're the person that dresses a little bit nicer than everybody else. Um, one of my favorite quotes uh, is from Oscar Wilde, and he said, you can never be overdressed or overeducated. And I think those two things you know, really ring true uh, you know, in our world. And, and when you dress up, people respect that. They respect you. They think more highly of you. They treat you differently. You end up treating others differently. Um, and it really is an interesting psychological phenomenon that happens all through the clothing that we choose to wear. Yeah, and just to be fair, this is not a biased opinion of yours because you happen to be in this line of business. We, we talked um, off camera about this idea of dress for your day, which a lot of companies do uh, implement as their dress code, and it gives you know, a whole lot of flexibility. You'll see people in the office between you know, jeans and sneakers and suits, depending on, as you said, what they're going to be doing in that particular day. They're dressing for their most important meeting. But you're not suggesting that business casual get thrown out the window, are you? No, I'm not. And I said early on that a, a business suit is not necessarily always the most appropriate. But having clothing that fits, having clothing that's the right color for your skin tone and your eye color and your hair color, having outfits that are well thought out and well designed uh, goes so much farther than people think uh, it goes. Think about when you get dressed, the last thing you do before you leave the house, what you should do if you don't, is look in the mirror. Make sure everything's in place for the day, right? Have that one final uh, checkup and, and examination of, am I ready to walk out the door? Think about the days that you know you nailed it, how you feel in that, in that sense of time. And then think about the days where you're kind of like rushing and you, oh, just took a peek and maybe the shirt you wanted to wear that day you forgot was at the dry cleaner uh, or the tie you 
pulled it out and it had a stain on it that you didn't realize happened the, the day before. And you kind of start rushing through it. That feeling gets reinforced throughout your day. So on average, we see our own reflection 55 times a day. It's not always a conscious uh, reflection, so sometimes the subconscious uh, will catch it. If Think about walking uh, past a shop window and if you're looking at what's in the window, there's also a reflection, that's where that subconscious catches it. And seeing that reflection 55 times reinforces what that feeling was in the morning. So imagine somebody patting you on the back 55 times a day saying, hey, great job. You look great today. Hey, great job. Or, you know, 55 times saying, oh, man, I forgot that tie was dirty. You know, and it, it throws you off. It becomes a distraction. So um, dressing properly really eliminates distractions, both for your audience, but also for yourself. And it changes the way you perform everything you do throughout the day. So that power and that psychology of just preparing yourself for yourself ends up getting reflected back to you because your audience, whoever's interacting with you for the day, will be a little bit more open with you, maybe a little bit more positive and encouraging you know, with what you're doing. And so it's this never-ending cycle of either pulling you up or pulling you down. Rarely does it stay neutral unless we're really just not aware of it. Um, and that's you know, the whole idea of ignorance is bliss. Uh, but again, then if you walk up and tell a guy, you, you just left a you know, $30,000 raise on the table, or you didn't close that $2 million deal because of the way you presented yourself, all of a sudden ignorance isn't so blissful anymore. Yeah, exactly. How can uh, people get in contact with you, Brian? Sure. So um, you can call our, our showroom at 215-253-5905. We do see our clients there by appointment so that it's a personal and one-on-one -on -one consultation when we work with them. Um, our web address is www.henrydavidson.com. Um, and uh, you can always email me, Brian, which is B-R-I-A-N, at henrydavidson.com. Great. And as you know, this show is business oriented. The, the folks that watch this show tend to be folks in the deal ecosystem, CEOs, CFOs, you know, executive leaders, the kinds of folks who probably would benefit from, from working with you. Uh, in the limited time that we have here, is there something that you could offer to the audience, whether it's an attorney, an investment banker, an accountant, or somebody in private equity, for example, who's got a meeting scheduled next week with a prospect that they've been trying to meet with for the last six months, it's on the calendar, and they're going to be there next week. What would you advise them? I know that's not a fair question. <laughs> it's a loaded question for sure. Um, so important meeting, assuming that your audience is going to also be wearing a suit, um, I would tell them, just like uh, probably some advice they got early on in their career, walking into an interview, I would wear a, a blue suit or navy suit, a white shirt, and a red tie. And then don't forget that there's a pocket on your jacket for a reason. So finish off the look with a pocket square. Uh, it could just be a simple white one if you're not sure how to you know, really mix and match them, but putting a pocket square there will set you apart. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. You're accessorized over here with something on your lapel that I don't think most people see very often. Talk a little bit about that in the, in the few minutes we have left here. Sure. So um, really the, the way I kind of describe uh, a suit is if you think about a framed picture. Uh, the suit is the frame, the shirt is the canvas, and the piece of art is your, are your accessories. So that's how you can make the suit really stand out and look different each time um, and keep the suit a little bit more classic and plain so that you can use it in a multitude of different ways. But uh, the, the lapel flower, just a button through. Uh, you have some that, that pin. Uh, I like it. You know, this one that I chose today just pulls out a little bit of the lighter color of the gray 
in my charcoal suit. Uh, and then I went with the pink tie, really trying to think spring here. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, get a little bit of color uh, in, in the suit. But uh, the, the tie and the pocket square should always coordinate with one another. They should never match exactly. So you don't want to have the same pattern and color going through that. And a, a general easy piece of advice for guys is if you want to try to start to put this combination together, take the minor color of the one piece, make it the major color of the other. Um, in this case today, I did it a little bit differently from that advice, um, but that's the easiest way to start doing that is minor color of one becomes the major color of the other, and that will help them coordinate together. So much to learn. Back in the day, there was animals that helped you get dressed as a kid. Um, folks can learn an awful lot from you. Absolutely. Um, so real quick, I think we basically have another minute or so to go. Is it still appropriate if you're going to see a client that maybe you've been working with for quite some time that you're supposed to, from an etiquette perspective, dress one notch above their corporate code, if you will? That's, that's a good piece of advice. So it depends on how strong your relationship is with them. Um, I always say go in, if you're not sure, you can, it's appropriate that you can call and ask what their dress code is. Uh, and then I do make that recommendation of you are the professional entering their workspace, dress one level above them. So if they really don't, if they don't require jackets, don't come in in a three-piece suit. Nobody else is right. going to even have a jacket on. But come in in a sport coat with an open collar. Um, you can always take that layer off and dress, you know, bring yourself down to their level to form that comfort. But if you walk in and you know, that guy happens to have a sport coat on that day and, and you don't, it's really hard to make one materialize out of nowhere. So uh, it's easier to take off layers and bring it, bring it down than it is to try to bring it up. Great, and with that, we are out of time. So if you're watching and you'd like to learn more, I suggest you definitely reach out to Brian. There's a lot of subtleties, and he said psychology in terms of how you look and the colors and the patterns and the impressions that you create with your clients and prospects. So until next time, this is Dave Bookbinder signing off from Behind the Numbers. Again, thanks to Brian Lipstein from uh, Henry Davidson for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Take care.